The quarterback situation for the New England Patriots appears to be getting clearer. And if we're talking quarterbacks, who better to guide us through that process than the quarterback whisperer? Stay tuned, folks. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Foxborough faithful, and thank you once again for making Lockdown Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage and also your first listen every day. Remember, Lockdown Patriots is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So smash that subscribe button, download, subscribe to follow Lockdown Patriots wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Mike DeBate, your host of Lockdown Patriots, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can feel free to reach out to me. Let me know what's on your mind on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. While you're out there showing some love to that Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. That's fans, as you can see, a very special treat for us on this Friday. The quarterback whisperer, the excellence of execution, my good friend, Mark Schofield of SB Nation is here today. Mark's going to pop in in just a second, but... Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And folks, when we're talking about the game starting, it will be a different start for your New England Patriots this week. Monday night football, 8.15 p.m. start time. Monday, October 24th, the New England Patriots hosting Duck Bears. And the Chicago Bears will be bringing Justin Fields to town. And the New England Patriots will be starting, well, we're still not quite sure who the New England Patriots are going to be starting. We think we know, but we're not quite there yet. And who else can deliver the type of quarterback analysis we need desperately here in New England right now than the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be? The man who truly set the standard on this microphone, and each and every day I take the mic here on Locked On Patriots, Still trying to get it right in this guy's honor. The host emeritus of Locked On Patriots. That's right, folks. Today we're blessing the reins and welcoming back my predecessor, my mentor, my good friend, Mark Schofield of SB Nation. Thanks for joining me today, bud. Welcome back home. Michael, it's a pleasure to be back here. Uh, and believe me, you more than get it right every single day. You, you're well, crushing you. it, buddy. Uh, you, always love coming on with you. Always love getting a chance to catch up with you before shows. <laughs> it's always a blast. Excited to be here. Um, I know we got a lot to dive into, so I don't want to be too long-winded here at the outset because I tend to be long-winded during the shows, and you know we got a lot to dive into. But excited to be here, buddy, and uh, let's get to it. Absolutely. Well, you're talking to the king of long-winded, so I'm going to shut up for the most part today, <laughs> and that's going to elicit a lot of smiles from our regular listeners. But all kidding aside, I mean, when you have the pinnacle of opinions joining you on a Friday you absolutely acquiesce to that person's request. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. Mark, the New England Patriots, the Chicago Bears should be a fun matchup on Monday night football. Um, in terms of, you know, maybe blockbuster football, maybe not the game for everyone. But you know what? That's why they play these games on the field, not on paper. So there is a chance that this one can be exciting. And 
a lot of quarterback battles here to think about. Uh, we're going to talk about Justin Fields of the Chicago Bears in a little bit. Mark's definitely one of the foremost experts on Justin's ceiling, his floor, and everything in between. But, Mark, I'd be remiss if we did not start with the question of the day. And Bill Belichick spoke to the media this afternoon, was very vague in terms of who's going to be starting on uh, Monday night, whether it's going to be Mac Jones or whether it's going to be Bailey Zappi, uh, broke out the infamous day-by-day comment, and that's probably all we're going to get right up until the uh, the snaps are uh, taken on Monday. But reports are out there right now circulating, the credible ones, folks. Um, sorry, man. I, I, I couldn't resist. I just couldn't resist. But uh, the reports that are out there right now, of course, Jeff Howe, the boss of the, uh, <laughs> boy, I'll tell you, old habits die hard. Sorry, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff Howe of the Athletic, formerly of the Boston Herald, uh, absolutely did great work over there for a number of years. And Jeff is absolutely crushing it with the Athletic. Um, Jeff put out a report yesterday that said that uh, on Thursday and, and said that if Mac is healthy and he's able to go, he's the guy that's going to start under center. But a lot of Patriots fans, Mark, are still riding the Zappy train. They're still affixed with Zappy fever. And look, there's a lot of reason for it. There's a lot to love about what this kid did, the poise that he came in with, the game management skills, not just that, but the competitive spirit. He's understanding the playbook. All the stars are aligning right now for Bailey Zappy. Before we move on to what this Patriots offense, this same Patriots offense can look like with Mac Jones under center, what was it about Bailey Zappi on the field that ignited such a firestorm here in New England, independent of just the two wins? Yeah, and and while obviously, look, the, the wins and everything, that's a part of it. I, I think what has sort of endeared him quickly to the New England fan base is first that poise. You mentioned that word poise, and that's been a big part of what we've seen from him and in two starts, plus basically the full game against Green Bay. You start there because if you would have told Patriots fans back this past spread when they drafted him in the fourth round and everybody was like, what in the world are the Patriots doing? If you would have told Patriots fans in that moment, look, early the season, he's going to be staring across from Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field and kind of go toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. You would have said that. What? You would have been beside yourself. But that's exactly what happened because he got thrust into that game on a sort of limited practice reps in that week, didn't probably expect to be playing too much, but had to get himself ready and went toe-to-toe with the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I think the poise he showed in that moment was very impressive. I think the way he's run this offense, the way I think that, you know, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, Bill Belichick deserve a ton of credit for everything that we said, we wrote, we talked about in the summer when there was this offense and what are they doing? What are they doing with this outside zone, wide zone system? They have put together, they have crafted and molded an offense around Bailey Zappi in the past couple of weeks that he has been very good and efficient at running. You look at some of the throws he's made, some of the decisions he's made. You can talk about the catch and run touchdowns and yardage after the catch, and we can get into that in a moment. But I look at the touchdown of Thornton, you know, this past weekend where they're trying to run that little rub concept to the right side and it's covered. And what does he do? Resets the eyes, resets the feet, sets the hallway to the middle of the field, picks up Thornton on the slant route from the backside, hits it for a touchdown. That's an impressive play if it's a first and ten at midfield. But to do it down in the red zone when everything has to happen faster, when the field is more constricted, when you've got to get the ball out quicker because you've got that extra defender in the form of the end line to deal with, that's a veteran type of play. And I know people will push back and say it's basically a two-receiver read. A lot of plays are two receiver reads. Mm-hmm. He did it at a high level. And so I think that's impressive. And so irrespective of the wins in the two starts, the poise, 
the maturity he's shown, the way he's kept this offense on track, I think deserves a lot of credit. And I also think part of it is a sort of cathartic reaction to everything we heard over the summer, right? Questions about the offense, questions about Matt Patricia, questions about Joe Judge. Now it's like, hey, it seems like they're figuring out what they're doing. And I think also it's important to keep in mind, this was a team, this was a run game that, you know, in week one ran nine outside zone plays, according to the Sports Info Solutions chart. And that was the second most in the NFL. Since then, they've run just 14, which is 26th in the NFL. They ran five plays charted by SIS as inside zone plays, which was like middle of the pack in week one. 45 since then. Overall, in the first six weeks of the season, 50 inside zone plays, 45 since week one. That's second most in the NFL. They have decided, look, this is what we do. We are more of a gap power inside zone type of team. That's what will be in the run game. We will craft our play action looks off of that. You look at some of the play action plays that they hit on, the Hunter Henry touchdown, it's off of looks like that. Absolutely. We hear so so many years, right? They take the first four weeks of the season, figure out what it is they do. They get good at that, and that's how they roll forward throughout the season. Here we go again, 2022. All the concern, the hand written over outside zone, wide zone, Kyle Shannon, it's not working. Don Descarnecchia telling us if they won't, if it doesn't work, they'll scrap it. It doesn't, didn't work. They kind of scrapped it, and they've put that offense in place around the quarterback position. And so Zappi's done well. The coaches have done well, and I think they deserve – everybody deserves a lot of credit for getting this team to 3-3 three and three and making us believe again that, hey, they've figured it out. This is what they're going to be going for. Absolutely. So well said. And, you look, you know, I've been accused the last couple of days of kind of maybe downplaying what Bailey Zappi has done, but uh, showing a little bit more, I guess – Maybe pension for Mac Jones getting the start under center uh, when he's ready to go. And a lot of people thinking that the Patriots should continue to ride the hot hand here. And look, I think there's an argument to be made there. But a lot of the success that the Pats have had the last couple of weeks has been for reasons that you mentioned. That back-to-basics approach where they're feeling with their offense, they're utilizing the pulling guards, they're utilizing the gap runs. That's kick-starting the, the, uh, the run game. And like you said, they're utilizing that and they're kicking off of that. Then you look at the improved blocking along the offensive line. Marcus Cannon coming in to spell Isaiah Wynn when he's had difficulty has been a big part of it. And Matt Patricia, I think, is starting to find his groove. He knows that no matter which of the quarterbacks he's got under center, whether it be Bailey Zappi, who's doing a great job, or Mac Jones, who's capable of doing this as well, they utilize that short to intermediate area of the field. Zappi right now is averaging 6.4 depth yardage per target. So he's not exactly, you know, lighting the world on fire with 15, 16 yard bombs that are going down the field. And on average, uh, even the two that uh, he had to the tight ends, which I thought were tremendous plays, whether it comes to Jonu Smith, which was a 17 yard catch. And that really, that went into a 53 yard gain because Bailey put him in the right spot to be able to get that yardage after the catch. And you got to give a lot of credit to Jonu, who so, showed a lot of field savvy in getting there. The touchdown to Hunter Henry, like you said. So there are advantages that the Patriots have had to having Zappi under center. I think it made everyone in that offensive room maybe reset a little bit, maybe rethink things a little bit, and realize that you don't have to get too fancy when you're trying to reinvent the wheel. The wheel's already there. You just have to learn how to drive it better. And I think the Patriots have done that. And I think they are continuing to do that. So excellent job, Mark, giving us what we need when it comes to zappy fever and helping some of our listeners that still have a fever. <laughs> and the only prescription is more zappy. But on Monday night, they might not be getting more zappy. It's still possible, but it looks like five will get you 10. Look out, old Mac is back. And we think that's how the Patriots are going to approach Monday night. 
if in fact Mac Jones will be under center, folks, what does Mark Schofield see in the tea leaves when he looks at this team and what the ceiling might be with Mac back under center? We'll talk about that in just a moment when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, folks, here's a sports analogy for you. When it comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone and you need the absolute strongest defense that you can muster. That's why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back so you always know your home is safe. Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or you can't be reached. Advanced sensors are available for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and outside your home and just overall smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real. And they even have hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. And if you act today, you can save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring program and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Patriots fans, the host emeritus here, the excellence of execution, uh, Commander Mike Metcalf himself is here with us today. Uh, for those of you that don't know the call sign, it is Viper. There's the hat. That's what I wanted. Come on, you got the aviators. Mo- All right, that's it, folks. We are done for the day. I cannot top that. There is no way that you can top Mark Schofield dressed up like Mike Metcalf uh, with the, you know, I call Miguel the salary cap top gun. I I, I got good news for you. I think Miguel may have to acquiesce to my request. Uh, that was awesome, man. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate that. Happy to play along, my friend. I mean, look, if I'm going to go to the lengths to actually grow the mustache out, I might as well at least show it off before. I got to tell you, Mike, though, once we get to November 1st, this mm-hmm. thing is coming off. I mean, I know it's sometimes no shave November and all that, but like, yeah, I might have to let this one. Yes, uh, a little itchy. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, give it a little eulogy. But yeah. I appreciate you giving me a chance to show it off, show off the Viper. I'm, I'm doing what I'm calling Sunday Viper, right? Because nice. you know the scene where M- Maverick goes to visit him on Sunday to ask what his options are after yep. Goose passes away, after Goose's mm. tragic death. And he wears that, like, you know, the hat, the aviators, that billowy, like, white 80s sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. My wife actually found that on Amazon. And so I don't need the flight suit. I'm going as what I'm calling Sunday Viper for Halloween. Sunday Viper. I love it. Yeah. It's great. It really is. And you know what? You got everything right. And uh, the, the outfit just works, man. It's, it's just, it's yeah. great. And and you are the top gun. You are the commanding officer when it comes to Locked On Patriots. And I absolutely tip the proverbial cap to you each and every time I take the microphone here. But... We talked a little bit about Bailey Zappi. We talked a little bit about Zappi fever, and you gave your wisdom and counsel the way only you can about what exactly this kid did on the field to endear himself to Patriots Nation. And look, it's all rightfully deserved as far as I'm concerned. I think the kid was as impressive and as good as you can be in the circumstances in which he took the field. But again, reports are out there right now that Mac is going to get the ball if he's healthy enough. And again, I you know, we're recording on Friday, so he took the field, took the practice field. Looks like he's moving around pretty well. All signs look to be pointing to Mac Jones getting the start in this one on Monday night against Chicago. 
there are drawbacks to this. There are positives to this. Obviously, Mac wants to get himself back into game shape. The Bears are a team where they can, you know, let up some points. Maybe Mac looks at this and says, you know what, this is a good opportunity for me to get my legs back, which is going to be a challenging game in a couple of weeks against the Jets. Can't believe I just said that, but the Jets yeah. are looking good, folks. They really are. Uh, and we'll break them down next week. But when you look at what Mac Jones could do with this offense, the way it's currently constituted against this Bears defense, what type of reintroduction is Mac Jones going to have on Monday night if he plays? Right. And, you know, obviously, look, we're recording this on Friday, so this is the under the assumption that he's going to be healthy or as mm-hmm. close to healthy as, as you can get in, after this injury because he is coming back from a high ankle sprain, which has yeah. caused particularly quarterbacks problems coming back early. Um, but if he does go, I think you're going to see an offense that is in many ways similar to what we've seen the past couple of weeks for Bailey Zappi than perhaps what we saw at the start of the season and into, say, the, the Ravens game where Matt Jones got hurt in the last play of the game. And part of that reason is because right now there aren't too many things that the Bears do well on both sides of the football, which I know we're going to talk about, but they do two things very well. They can run the football and they can pressure the quarterback. You know, this mm, is a Bears team that right now has a pressure percentage, according to Pro Football Reference, of 25.1%, which is a top 10 number in the NFL. They can pressure the opposing passer. And so I think if Jones goes, or even if it's Bailey Zappi, either way, you're probably going to see some seven, some eight-man protection schemes, some throws off of play action. You could try to do some things to slow up that pass rush a little bit, to adjust eye angles of pass rushers. So they might be thinking when it's, you know, play action looks, is this run, is this pass? Trying to sort of cause some confusion and misdirection and get some hesitation from that front seven in Chicago to keep the quarterback clean, particularly if it's Jones, because while Jones last year showed perhaps – better than we expected, an ability to sort of move around in the pocket and create space with his feet. If you're hobbled a little bit, if you're not 100% because of that high ankle sprain, you know, keeping him protected, keeping him upright is going to be a huge part of it. So I think the offense conceptually is going to look similar in a lot of ways. I think there's going to be, again, emphasis on inside zone gap power and some of the stuff we've seen them lean into in the run game with some play action concepts building off of that. And so I think that's kind of where you're looking. This is also a defense that, in part because of that success and getting after the passer, it's held opposing quarterbacks to an adjusted net yards per attempt of 5.3 this year, which is one of the best numbers in the league. That is a mm. that is the ninth best number from a defense this year. And so I think you're going to try to sort of protect the quarterback, some play action throws, some seven, some eight-man protection concepts like we've seen them run. They'll still do their stuff where they'll get into bunches and try to create some rubs and have some three-level concepts. But I don't think it's going to be like we saw at times with Mac, some, you know, spread formations, him in the shotgun, you know, him spreading it around a little bit. I think they're going to try to sort of condense things a little bit, play action bunch formations where you can get those rubs and get those multi-level concepts to one side of the field that they've been running. So it's going to look, I think, similar to what we've seen the past couple of weeks, whether it's Zappy because that's what he's done well at, or whether it's Jones because given what this Bears defense and this Bears defensive front can do, you want to make sure you protect him as much as possible. Absolutely, and right on the money. And look, bottom line, there are, like I said before, drawbacks to you know putting Mac back out there this quickly. Uh, you know, putting the health 
risks aside because you want to make sure that his ankle is capable of handling the load. Uh, you don't want him to re-aggravate or put himself in a position where he is possibly looking at extra time away from the field because he rushed right. back too quickly. Uh, if he's 85 to 90 percent like he's, you know, we're hearing the reports out there, then it's looking likely that he's probably okay to go on this. And judging from what we're seeing in a very small sample uh, in the media portions that are available to uh, the press before the actual practices start, Mac looks like he's moving around horizontally and vertically pretty well. So putting those aside for a second, there are the risks of coming back and not having the timing that you had. I mean, there are risks of coming back and having, you know, a difficult game. And you know that the fans are going to be out there. They're going to be chanting for Zappi if Mac struggles early. So I think Mac realizes all this, but I also think that by getting himself back on the field, it gives him the best opportunity to reestablish his ability to run this offense. And I think the way the Patriots are running this offense, the way you described it just now and even in the previous segment with the pulling, you know, the pulling guards with the zap, you know, the, the, uh, the zap, <laughs> zappy fever folks is all right. Over it's, the place. it's, it's the, all gap, the gap runs, not the zap runs. Actually, maybe we should call them zap runs. Maybe that would be, that maybe we're onto something, you know, like get the marketing department here to get on that. Uh, but bottom line, incorporating that type of an offense, it's something where I think Mac Jones can run it maybe as effectively and maybe even a little bit more considering his experience and his uh, battle test from last year. You know, that he's, uh, Definitely uh, looking to quiet some of his critics. And I think one of the best ways to do that would be to go out there and have a big game on Monday night. But can he escape <laughs> the Bears pass right. rush? That's going to be the yeah. big thing. I mean, and that's, I think that's, yeah, that's going to be a huge question. I mean, I, I think the other thing to consider here is this. And again, it, it's strange to say, but with the Jets the week after, mm -hmm. do you want to make sure that Mac Jones is 100% for that game? Or do you want to let Mac get back into a rhythm a little bit against the mm -hmm. Chicago Bears team that, yes, they can pressure the quarterback, but like you said, there are things that I think this Patriots defense is going to do to perhaps give him a short field or two, let him get an easy drive here or there, let him sort of get back into the flow of the NFL game before what looks to be a huge test in Week 8 against the 4-2 and two New York Jets. And so you could see both sides to that argument. I mean, I typically come down, just generally speaking, to Mac Jones is your starting quarterback. And when he's healthy, he's ready to go. And he's your starter. But is Mac Jones at 90 against this defense what you want to do? Or do you just make sure he's 100% for the week after? That's, I think, what the coaching staff and the training staff is going to be wrestling with mm -hmm. over the weekend and into Monday night. Absolutely. Without question. And the biggest problem I think the Patriots will have is whether or not the offensive line and whether or not Mac himself can recognize those strategic glitzes from the second and third level of the defense. That's where you can confuse Mac. That's yep. where he's had his difficulty dating back to last season, even in through the early parts of this season. If that second and third level starts getting to him and they start putting pressure and they start disrupting and, um, you know, really rerouting his preferred routes, that's when you can have some difficulty yep. with Max. So he's going to have to be ready for that tough task. No question about it, but uh, we'll see if the second year guy is up to it. And if not, then we know the rookie is more than capable of leading this team. But, you know, Mark, Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi are not going to be the only quarterbacks that are going to be talked about on this nationally televised game coming up on Monday. Justin Fields of the Chicago Bears has had a rough go of it in 2022. 
But Fields was a proverbial favorite of my good friend and co-host today here on Locked On Patriots. We're going to get his thoughts on Justin Fields and what the Patriots need to do to make sure that he doesn't have a breakout game in 2022 against your New England Patriots. We wrap things up here on this game preview episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast in just a moment. But first, folks, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at BetOnline.net, your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf, is to head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Patriots fans, my good friend and predecessor here on Locked On Patriots, the great Mark Schofield of SB Nation joins me here today talking all things Patriots quarterbacks, Patriots bears. Mark, we've done a great job of breaking down the two signal callers that could be calling the action on on Monday night, keeping the Freudian slips on Sundays. But on Monday night, they will be uh, you know, in action and the Chicago Bears last we checked had a pretty interesting quarterback situation themselves. Justin Fields has struggled to begin 2022. There's no question about it. He enters this game as the lowest ranked passer in football. He's also been sacked 23 times, Mark. I mean, I found this total outstanding. I mean, considering he's only attempted 115 passes, Fields is sacked a whopping 20% of the times that he actually drops back to pass. That is by far and away the the lowest total in the league. So he is really absolutely under fire almost each and every time he takes the football. The Patriots defense has done a pretty good job of getting after the quarterback. One of the big reasons why is the defensive line has been drawing some coverage. Bless Christian Barmore, who's been drawing some double teams. He's a little banged up right now. New England's going to have to watch that. But at the same time, that's facilitated guys like Dietrich Wise, Matt Judon, get after the quarterback and be able to put pressure on. But you and I both know that Justin Fields is not the typical quarterback. And I know he was a favorite of yours coming out of college. Uh, we talked about him several times leading up to that draft here on these airwaves about his potential and his ceiling in the NFL. Conventional wisdom, Mark, is going to tell you that this one is going to be a tough game for him to get on track. But with some of the injuries that the Patriots have on that defensive line, particularly to Lawrence Guy and to Christian Barmore, is this an opportunity for Justin Fields to potentially break out against the Pats? I mean, it's possible. I mean, look, as somebody that, like you said, he was my QB2 coming out of that draft. And I was I'd certainly had high hopes for him. And I'm not giving up on Justin Fields. Um, but, it, you know, it's getting late early, as we like to say, for his the start to his NFL career. I mean, part of it is perhaps what's around him, the context, the situation, second offensive coordinator in just two seasons now. But he's not trusting what's happening in front of him. He's not trusting what's happening downfield. He's not trusting himself to make some throws and in, in moments when he should be able to grip it and rip it. And, you know, I don't know if this is an opportunity for a get right game for him. We know what Bill Belichick has been able to do over the course of his storied NFL career against younger quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks, you know, second year quarterbacks. And we've seen younger quarterbacks struggle against him. And I don't know if Monday night is going to be an opportunity for fields to get right because of that. You know, I think, 
what the Bears do is they run the football well, and I'd expect them to sort of lead into that and try to turn this into a rock fight. But the Patriots can win rock fights. What the Patriots can also do is sort of pressure the quarterback themselves. I mean, you mm-hmm. look at some of the pressure numbers I was just talking about. The Patriots are right up there, and part of it is Dietrich Wise coming off the edge and his emergence as a nice bookend across from Matthew Judon who can win some one-on-ones. And now if you're Getze, if you're an opposing offensive coordinator and you're looking at – how do we handle the Patriots' defensive front? Do we just slide everything to Matthew Judon? Maybe, maybe not, because you're giving Dietrich Wise some one-on-ones in those moments, and he's shown an ability to win in one-on-one situations. And so Fields has struggled. You have a defense that can also get after the quarterback. He has struggled at times when he's pressured, which is never a good thing for a quarterback. I mean, you mentioned some of his numbers against you know, just generally speaking, but you look at Justin Fields, who's currently 35th in the league right now, adjusted completion percentage when pressured, according to pro football focus. He's ahead of just Zach Wilson, Mitchell Trubisky, and interestingly enough, Mac Jones. Uh, But that's not a good position to be in if you're a quarterback. So if the Patriots can pressure him, that's a very good thing. And the other thing to keep in mind for this game for New England is that ability to pressure with four, with five, and to throw numbers in coverage is huge, generally speaking, because if you can get pressure with four and five, and you can drop seven, you can drop six into coverage. That's generally going to allow you to have some brackets, have some cones, keep dedicated safety help over the top if you need to. Probably not something you need to do this week, given what's around Justin Fields. So what can you then do? Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on him. You know, and we saw a stem winder of a filibuster, as they like to say in the political world, <laughs> from Bill Belichick about the Chicago Bears team. He even talked about the punter, he talked about special teams, the return game, the, the kick coverage game. When Belichick does that, we know a couple of things, right? We know he's probably pretty happy with where his team is going into the game. And he knows he's got to bump, you know, sort of pump up this team a little bit. But he also talked about how Justin Fields is an athlete and he can create. And he's had some explosive runs. He had a huge run against Minnesota called back for a holding penalty. If you can get pressure with four and five, and there's nobody you're really worried about from a, we're going to double this guy, we're going to bracket this guy, we're going to keep safety help over this guy kind of standpoint – you can spy Justin Fields. You can keep eyes on him. You can you know, have an underneath hole defender mirroring him in the pocket. And so you're not too worried about third and seven, him busting a run because you've got dedicated eyes and resources to Justin Fields. And so I think for that reason as well, I'm hesitant to sit here and say, yeah, Justin Fields can have a breakout game Monday night because I think Bill Belichick and this defensive staff know going in, hey, we got to worry about Justin Fields talking and running on third and seven, but there's nobody we really have to bracket or double or cone. We can have a spy on him. We could take a Kyle Duggar on a situation like that and say, hey, Kyle, if he breaks the pocket, that's your guy. And so I think you put all of this together. It makes me think that Fields may eventually get out of this. I don't see it happen on Monday night. Yeah, that's a good point, and that's a very, very good piece of insight, especially when it comes to someone like Fields, who the Patriots admittedly don't have a whole lot of film on. They don't see a lot of what he's doing in Chicago, but this is a guy that they definitely scouted coming out of Ohio State, and you know Bill Belichick is very well in tune with what rookie quarterbacks do and how to stop them and how to confuse them. Um, he's the master at it. He's done it for so long, and even though Justin is not a rookie, uh, you know, I mean, it, it is a situation where he's dealing with a young younger quarterback who's seeing a Bill Belichick defense for the first time. So things are going to get interesting on Monday night. Um, not going to put you on. Well, I will put you on the spot, buddy, because I just feel like doing it. Um, your gut reaction to this one. Uh, you're looking at this one Monday night. How does it all shake out in Foxborough? Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think it's reasonable to expect a Patriots win. I think it's mm-hmm. reasonable to expect a, 
I don't want to say a blowout, but a comfortable win, maybe something like 24-13 kind of range where it's like, you know, they've got control of this game. It never feels like it's going to be in doubt, but it's not really a blowout. I think you know, Chicago is going to try to grind this out a little bit, try to sort of turn it into a rock fight, the Patriots, with their defense and with, with you know, whether it's a rookie quarterback or Mac Jones coming back from injury, they might be okay with it being a little bit of a grind out game. Um, so they might lead into the run as well, which might tend to keep the scoring down for those of you that are interested in that. Um, but I do think the Patriots win this game somewhat comfortably. Yeah, I, I predicted a final score of 24 to 14 yesterday here on these airwaves with our good mutual friend Lauren Cox of Locked On Bears. There you go. Crossover on Thursday. What did, so what did Lauren say? What did Lauren say? Uh, Lauren felt that they were going to probably get beat either like 24 to nine or 24 to 10. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure he's making an awful lot of friends over in Chicago as he always does. Yeah. Uh, well, but he, Lauren's going to give it, he's going to give it to you straight. He, yeah. And, uh, and you know, at this point, I mean, I've picked against the Patriots on these airwaves a couple of times this year. I mean, this one is one where I think the Patriots match up very well. And I think they win most of their matchups. The only thing obviously is always can the run defense still continue right. to hold up. They've been very good over the course the last couple of games but if guy is going to come into this still banged up with the shoulder if barmore has to miss this time or if he's going to be banged up makes it all that much more difficult to continue the run prowess that the patriots have had even when they get assistance from matthew judon like they did on sunday against the browns mark what can i say uh absolute spot on every single time you come in here um the toto poster on the wall folks here in locked on studios will always remain affixed to the wall because of this man um i uh I'm always in awe of your your knowledge and i'm always in awe of what it would everything that you do that to me is top notch before i let you go my friend please let everyone know where they can find you interact with you and all of the great work that you have coming up now for sb nation in the coming days and weeks well, Michael, it's always a blast to catch up with you. And like I said, look, I mean it. You've been crushing it um, since you. stepping into this chair. You've been crushing it over Patriot Nation. I understand you're going to be in a for the Combine. Can't wait to see you out there. It's going to be a Absolutely. blast. The combine <laughs> week is always a ton of fun. Um, as for me, uh, SB Nation, uh, SBNation.com, um, at SB Nation on Twitter. I do, a, I do a, a bunch of different stuff, everything from breaking down X's and O's about football to – Write it about Formula One. They let me do pretty much anything I want over there. So it's been it's been a ton of fun. But um, at Mark Schofield on Twitter, at SB Nation on Twitter to see all the great stuff myself, JP Acosta, James Dater, Ricky O'Donnell, all the great work that we're doing over there at SB Nation. It's a ton of fun. It's just getting started here because we got NBA back. We had an NBA Spaces on Thursday night that I was a part of. And so uh, check it out at SB Nation um, on Twitter at SBNation.com. Um, you know, the internet, the interwebs and at Mark Schofield on the bird app. Absolutely, folks. I can't recommend any of it highly enough. And definitely, I know most of you probably are. Mark has got a legion of well-deserved followers on the Bird app, but give him a follow. One of the best Twitter follows you'll find anywhere. And I got a hunch you might see some of those post-Halloween pictures of Sunday Viper. Uh, I know we're going to be pressing you for those, buddy, definitely. And uh, all kidding aside, I thank you for donning that hat today and uh, uh, definitely, making, definitely making me laugh, no question about it. Uh, but at the same time, it's completely 100% appropriate. Folks, he is the great Mark Schofield, and I thank you for joining us here on this episode, getting you ready for Monday Night Football, but we still have one preview left. Stay tuned Monday morning, because our good friend, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, the legendary Thomas Murphy, will join me to preview Monday night's game at, as the Patriots host the Chicago Bears. And now that you've made Locked On Patriots your first listen today, make your second listen 
our good friends over at Peacock and Williamson, covering all of the latest NFL stories, and they do it in less than 30 minutes. Check out Peacock and Williamson wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, so smash that subscribe button. Folks, thank you for spending part of your week here on Locked On Patriots for your New England Patriots coverage. Can't thank you enough for all of the support that you provide to the show. So on behalf of my good friend, Mark Schofield, I'm Mike DeBate. Stay safe, stay well, be the change that you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone, and a great weekend.